Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast with your boy, Torres Finney, and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's up, Tyler? Nothing much, bro. Good good to be back, ready to talk some sports, that's for sure. Ready to defend, because oh, I know I'm going to have to defend today. Uh, yeah, you're going to do some defending today, because Somewhat. I'm on your boy. Somewhat. I'm on, uh, I'm on your boy, big time. Go so ahead. So, LeBron James, he come into... Um, he just had an interview this past few days, mm-hmm. and they asked him about the play-in games. And he was like, man, whoever came up with the idea of the play-in game, that was the dumbest thing they could ever do. They had to get fired is what he said. Oh, they should get fired. So let's go back to last year when everybody was getting ready for quarantine. Um, oh, there was this guy named LeBron James. You know what he said? What? He said, the, guy, the, the final four teams – they should have a playoff tournament since they're all so close to each other and the winner should get the AC. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, LeBron, y'all in that same position. Now you criticize it. Come on, man. You uh-huh. can't be flip-flopping on both sides of the spectrum. Look, LeBron James, he has been injured. So has Anthony Davis. So have the Lakers for majority of the season. But the yeah. problem is now that the Lakers are in that play-in position, he wants to criticize it. When he was one of the ones that came up with the idea. So I'm going to sit here and say, plus LeBron James is more worried because this Laker team that everybody thought was going to be so high power and powerful is not looking as powerful as they thought. Right now, the Lakers are, they have been struggling big time. They're 36 and 27 or 36 and 28, I believe. Mm-hmm. They're one game or either tied with the Trailblazers right now. And the Trailblazers win a game. I, they actually play the Trailblazers upcoming week. Yeah, Plus, they do. That's going to be a big stretch. game. Exactly. The stretch for the Lakers, I believe they have the Clippers. Um, they just beat the Nuggets. Um, they got the Trailblazers coming up. They have a long, tough stretch. And if they don't come out of this at least 500, they're going to be in those play-in games. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Yeah, they're, they're one game ahead of Portland. One game ahead of Portland. So, yeah, so the game is going to count it, you know, like if it Portland Exactly, when they play each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right now, LeBron James – you know, to me, he gives me these vibes of, you know, he obviously he has the ankle injury, and then he can use that as an excuse. Then the play-in games. Oh, I'm played all the extra games. Oh, I'm getting older. Oh, uh, but but all I heard was the past few seasons, LeBron James don't get old. He only gets better. That's all I've been hearing. So now I thought, so I thought not only not did you hear it, I thought I thought that you were one of the ones saying that he don't really get old. Like you were no, actually, no, 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 no. I said it was oh. coming. I said it was coming. People have been saying it's coming for God knows how long. If you keep saying Torres, it's all the time. You and I, we go to church, right? You know, they talk about yeah. God's coming back. God's coming. Well, technically, yeah. he is, but we don't know when. If you just say <laughs> that LeBron's gonna get hurt, eventually it's gonna happen, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, it's not, it's not us predicating on uh, LeBron James' injury. It's more of us talking about we knew LeBron James was not going to be at the top of the mountain for this much longer. And the fact that he has – I've been saying this constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron James is one of those guys that has been a really – he's had a really good career. I mean, obviously one of the all-time greatest careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is a lucky superstar in yeah. some ways. 
have to. Yeah, you got to have luck to be great. I agree. Some that's you, that's true. Yeah. And LeBron has had a lot of things in his favor for a long period of time, a la planning the Eastern Conference for majority of his career. Now he comes to the West. Granted, yes, did he win the finals? Yes, he won the championship, but he won the championship in which I I stand by this, an asterisk year, when he didn't even come close to playing some of the best teams. When he didn't come close, a lot of these guys started to sit out. So now we don't play the full season. Now with the new rules, heck, we even took 10 games from you. You no longer play 82 games. You now play 72. The play-in game would be no different than playing 82 games. Why are you complaining it from the beginning? Huh, LeBron? Exactly, because it's no longer in your favor. Mm-hmm. That's the problem I have with All him. Right. He complains, <laughs> and you see he flops. He flops let's break like it down. Okay, so look, you're saying a lot of different stuff at one time. We can attack it one by one. So let's – right. first off, let me address the, the comments that you brought up, all right, since I've got to be um, the backer for him. All right, so – no, I'm not going to come in here and I'm going to say, oh, you know, it's okay what he said. No, I'm I'm actually uh, kind of like you right here. I don't really agree with the comments that he said about um, whoever made this format should be fired. Um, did he come up with us, uh, this idea? No, he did. It's actually been talked about. I think they actually kind of got this from um, – it's, it's been talked about. On, I, I keep up with a lot of different people that analyze, the, you know, the NBA and stuff. They took it from a – I believe it's a European soccer format – where some of the seeds they actually have a play-in tournament, and they thought this might could work. And really, last year with the bubble and everything, it actually ended up being something they could kind of test it out on. Was it a success? Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of fun. It added some drama, right? We saw um, the Suns kind of hanging in for a bit there, you know, and then the Grizzlies were fighting, and, you know, the, the Trailblazers, everybody was kind of hanging. It gave people hope. And, you know, you can make cases for this play-in tournament. Yeah, it, it's it's good in a sense that it kind of eliminates tanking. It's good in that sense because if you think about it, so Torres, you, you know, we, we watch NBA every year. These teams that are at the ninth and tenth seed, where they're like five back, they're they're sick. It's impossible for them to get in the eighth seed if they That's have right. a chance where they could possibly. All right, all we got to do is come in, play these playing games right, win these games, and we actually have a shot at this. It keeps them from just saying, screw it. Let's trade everybody. Let's let's just go all in on the draft. I like that aspect. Um, but I think that, you know, what people didn't all the way think through, which now, and it's not just LeBron, you have owners coming out, you know, a la Mr. Mark Cuban, uh, our Shark Tank star, the one that owns the Dallas Mavericks. He was all about, he was all about some playing games, but as soon as the math started looking like they were going to be, you know, seven, eight seed, oh, this sucks. This is stupid. You know, we're seeing it from everybody, bro. I'm not going to sit here and just try to put LeBron under a magnifying glass for this one. Sure, I don't agree with the comments. If you're going to vote for it, which let's be real here, it was a unanimous vote. Everybody and their mama voted to have this. If you voted for it, you gotta, you gotta deal with it, bro. And that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and make excuses for the guy. I know that's what you expected, but I'm not gonna make excuses for him here, Torres. So you can give me a little pat on the back. I am gonna give you a pat on the back. You finally yeah. grew up and you, you didn't defend LeBron <laughs> in this life. What I, what I am gonna say is, go ahead. Okay, we do know who. Okay, let's be honest. Who, who was one of the guys that run the NFL in their so-called Tom Brady? Uh-huh. All right. Who was one of the guys that run the NBA? That's LeBron James. Okay. When LeBron James speaks, obviously the commissioner is going to look for, okay, what can I do to make my top figure happy? Mm-hmm. You, okay. know, you know they do that. They're the same way the league did with him. I'm ready to, I'm ready to come, come on now. 
I'm ready to. I already got something ready. Oh man! Oh, you gonna combat this? Because oh. LeBron, when LeBron James speaks, things come to things start to come to life. Things start working. That's how it always been mm-hmm. since he became one of the top figures in the league. So now, all these complaints. Why? Why, why are you complaining, LeBron? You asked for this. So, 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 give me Everybody your. Everybody in the league your, asked for it, Torres. Don't just put this all on him. No, no, no. Oh, everybody in the league was asking for playing games. The owners, the owners voted on this. They were all about making TV. I games. did not hear no other player say this. I, I heard no other player talk about this besides really? LeBron. The Dallas. Yes. You never, you haven't been keeping up with, like I said, Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, you say Mark Cuban, you said owners. I said players. Uh huh. Well, I'm sure the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. I mean, we've seen how many technical oh, fouls yeah, he gets. Yeah. We see how many he's one technical foul away from being suspended a game. The dude complains literally about everything. So I think if anybody, he would be complaining. Nah, I mean, dude, he gets technical for saying and one in the faces of 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 yeah. guys. He'll yeah, make, he'll there's make no way run. you rack up that many technical fouls from just saying and one a bunch of times. Have you there's not seen some of the technical fouls Luca Dutchers have gotten? They have been pity patty fouls. Uh-huh. And don't you sit here talking about no pity patty fouls uh-huh. with talking about LeBron James now. So here, wait, when we move up, before we move on to the fouls, because I'm I'm ready for that one too. But you brought up about Tom Brady, how the league listens to Tom Brady, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, they listen to Tom they Brady. To yes. him, so they wouldn't do anything to go against him, right? In some cases, I, I'm gonna say oh, some cases. Oh. I, know, I, know, I know actually a very some cases. Uh, issue where the yeah. league actually yeah. is allowing um, like skill position players to wear single digit numbers. So, you know, wide receivers can wear single digit numbers. Um, you know, like all different players now can have this option. Tom Brady literally came out and he said, so, so now, you know, how are we going to do this and that? You know, he came out and he actually started ripping it apart saying it's dumb. So, and have I seen Roger Goodell come out? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me change this. No, they're still going through with it, bro. So, you know what? You know, I, you know, a little thought just came in my head. Go ahead. A little just started go ahead. randomly talking in my head. Uh, talking about uh, Tom Brady uh, with the past few years of the Flake Gate or whatever the gate it is, Video Gate. Uh-huh. But let me explain something with that. That was going towards the team. And with the Flake Gate, literally, Tom Brady came back that insane exact year and won the Super Bowl. So, uh, and plus, there has been a lot of different talks about how referees tend to lean to the size of uh, the Patriots rather than other teams. We see what happens when teams go to Foxborough and play. The rules are astronomical, a la one of the greatest, one of the worst calls in the history of mankind, the tuck rule. Nobody even knew that was a rule. Mm-hmm. It was only used twice. You're in right. There's been, there's been some things that have thrown in his favor, just like just like LeBron. But but for, for us to sit here and say that everything they say comes to pass, I, I think that's a bit over the top. I think that's a bit exaggerated there. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, make it. So, but but so I'll let, you, I'll let you get to the to the flop and stuff because I know it's coming. Because, you know, we see people complain about the flopping. LeBron's the only one that flops. He's the only one that does this and that, right? So, I guess um, he's the only one that does this kind of stuff, right? Um, No, he's not the only one that does okay. this. But his flopping, his flopping, bro, bro. You got to remember, who is the light garnered on the most? Obviously, it's going to be on him. His flopping is, is bad. Like, he's yeah. known for him. 
Have you it's seen bad. Marcus Smart? Have you seen Marcus Smart? Okay, Marcus Smart is really bad. He's okay. really bad. He, yeah, that damn was real bad. He, he, he's doing WWE acts. Like, I know, man. He, he's throwing his body all over the place. He Don't even really get touched. He really is, bro. He but, is. but LeBron is up there as well, man. LeBron flopping is bad. And when the league talking about they find people for flopping, where is his fines at? Huh? I don't keep up with it on the day-to-day basis. So. Exactly, because he doesn't get fined. That's the thing, Tom. Uh, they don't get fined. You uh, know it. Because you want to know why? Because wow. he's one of the top figures in the league. They're not going to yeah. find a freaking gold piece. Well, here's, here's my piece, bro. Here's my piece. So the players are going to do whatever they can as long as they're getting away with it. So if you're going to – if you're going to start cracking on this, fine. You know, if you want to crack down on flopping, you can crack down on it, cancel it all out, but don't sit there and let one player get over it and the other. Right now, it's just a wild, wild west. Anybody and everybody can get away with it. People just – That's right. Everybody gets away with it. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, back in the day, it wasn't flopping that was the issue. It was it was back then. They, people were just beating the piss out of each other. You know, like the bad boys pissed. Yeah. And, uh, you come in there. And for a while, what? They were getting away with that, right? But then they started was- cracking down – it's just, and you know, we talked about this in a in a recent, you know, not a recent podcast, but one um probably like mid season so far this year about the the officiating this year, kind of how it's been. It, it hasn't been, um, I don't know, it's been kind of wishy washy, like you said, Luka Doncic, pity pat, you know, technical fouls. Um, it, it just hasn't been consistent from night in to night out. And really, when you have that, what is the basis to go off of? The players are going to do whatever they can to give them an edge. So by all means, if you can get away with getting somebody's, you know, a six foul called on a guy that's pivotal to another team by flopping, you're going to see it happen. It's just like in other sports, you know, um, we see, we're starting to see a little bit in football. It's not quite where the NBA is, but football and even NFL, it's starting to get become a little bit of a thing. Um, not real big, but then of course, you know, we all got this from soccer, right? You've ever watched a, a professional soccer game? You Man, they're flopped, they're flopped city. It's real bad in it's soccer. Real bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. bad. So it's bad. they're they're gonna they're gonna do what they can as long as they're getting away with it. But if you're you know, if you want to crack down on it, crack down on it. But I, I can't really uh sit here and complain about him doing something that everybody else is doing too. Um that's my take on it though. Oh. I, I seen it go. I seen that making its rounds on Twitter this week. So. You already know his ass. The man got hit in the head with an elbow. I saw it. I saw and, it. it was oh an incredible acting job. It was. It was Dude. an Oscar-winning performance, bro. Oh my gosh! And you know the guy got called with a foul on it. You know he did. Yeah, yeah he so, did. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, it gets. Right. It's annoying. It's one of those things where. If it's against you, you hate it. But if it's for you, you know, it's like, you know, you you enjoy it. You're like, okay, we got away with one, you know. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know what they can really do about it. Maybe that's something they can address over the offseason. But this, is, this isn't the first case of um, him flopping. You know, he, he's been doing it for a little bit. So is, um, you know, a lot of these players that, we, that we've been naming out. So as long as they give them that leash, it's going to keep happening, man. Um, so that, that's, that's my take. That's my piece on, on that topic. Yeah. Well, now as we transition, you know, we stand in basketball, Yeah. but me and Tyler have already had a little small debate about one, what, what teams would compete or contest against the Nets from, um, allowed them to go to the NBA finals. Tyler, number one team was the 76ers, but another team he brought up was Milwaukee. Yeah, and the past two uh, games, the Nets have played Milwaukee, and Milwaukee has beaten the Nets on both occasions. The first game, one seventeen to one fourteen. Second game, one twenty four to one eighteen. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, these are also uh, one of the, some of the games, you know, Kevin Durant has been back um, off injury. Basically, I, I believe they've been resting him until Tom is ready. And uh, Durant has gotten back, and he has not missed a step. Neither has uh, Kyrie. They're playing really good together. Um, offensively, the Nets are just as good as any offensive team in the league. They're right there. Um, you got to remember they're still missing their number one. Well, some could be, at, 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 um, at the time was the MVP, uh, James Harden. Yeah. But, um, That's another discussion to talk about after this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But now as he's coming, you know, now it's hard. He's going to take his time. He probably won't be back until around the end of the season near playoff time. Um, they don't need him right now at all. Um, uh, Nets and uh, Bucks are both fighting for two and three. Uh, but besides that, I don't see them really uh, needing him at all. Heck, the Nets are just as close to the number one seed. I really don't think the Nets really care uh, if they get one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Obviously, home court advantage can play a difference, but I don't think, you know, but what they got, I don't think they really care. Uh, yeah. Heck, when the Warriors, their final year, when Houston took the number one seed from them boys, they didn't care. They they know. <laughs> so, um, with the Nets, you you sit and ask yourself the question, okay, you've lost two games. Um, both teams played their best players. There's no question in that. Obviously, the Nets don't have Harden, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he will add – he will bring a different dynamic to the team. But mm-hmm. you saw that the Bucks were able to score at will a bunch of time on the Nets, and you sit here and think about that defensively. You ask yourself the question, when playoff time come, will the Bucks be able to keep that same pace against the Nets? I slightly disagree because of what I've seen so far from the Bucks in the playoffs the past few seasons. When Giannis, when Giannis gets to the playoffs, he just, you know, he plays different. He doesn't play like the same Giannis. Uh, Chris Middleton, it's the same. I mean, he he plays up to par sometimes, but it's the same way. Uh, Blake Griffin is also getting some good minutes he, in he with the started, Nets. He started he's starting to get he's starting to get really good. Um, I think the, the the thing that might hurt the Nets is not having a consistent big man. I, Aldridge would really help some of that inside pressure against Giannis, but with Aldridge being uh, you know retired now, um, that that I think that does slightly hurt the Nets. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Jordan got to give some big time productive minutes. Um, if he can't, yes, Giannis will dominate that post and they will be in trouble because uh, he he can get whatever he wants down there at will. Uh, Durant, he had a really good first game. He had forty two. Last game, he had thirty two. I mean, Durant's playing his game. He's been shooting. He's been shooting over fifty percent since ever since he got back. You know, um, uh, Kyrie just played just as good. I think first game he had twenty some. Last game he had thirty eight. Yeah. So the Nets aren't really worrisome on the offensive end. It's more on the defensive end, which we knew coming in. You for the most, but but I think you got to remember, they really haven't played many games all together. Yeah, you still got to remember that. And plus, the Bucs are a tough team. The fact that these games have been close is still a testament to the Nets. Mm-hmm. But they still got to get that chemistry. I'm telling you, once that chemistry gets locked in, man, I don't see nobody beating this team. It's really hard for me to see anybody really beating them. So, yeah. In the East. Yeah. In the East. Yeah, in the East. Um, I mean, so I was able to watch the game Sunday. Um. It came down, so I'm I'm in our fantasy basketball championship game. Not to brag, oh, I had to. Uh, I he's had. I, I was watching Giannis. He's only winning. He's only winning. It's because Trey Young got hurt. Oh. If Trey Young does not get hurt, 
I lost by six points. I lost by six points to him. You telling me Trey Young is not going to score more than six points? Exactly. Probably right. He, but, but he went. He won. You got to be lucky, man. You got to be lucky. Like we talked about. Be you got to be, be lucky. Great. Sometimes. You got to be lucky, bro. So, um, I, I'll admit it, bro. I mean, hey. If you had him, you probably would have beat me, man. So um, I got to give it to you. But I was watching this one. It, I had Giannis in this game. I needed him to do pretty good. Um, he did pretty good. He did really good, actually. Um, what, I, what I noticed, and it was really, if you were able to catch this game, the last couple minutes of this game were really, it was like playoff basketball. It was it was really high intensity. Uh, it was really good basketball to watch, a little back and forth. Um, I believe at the end of the game, Giannis um, had a block on Kevin Durant like something you just don't see often. Torres, we, yeah. we, we've gone on record talking right. about the dude has the, one of the highest releases in the league's history when it comes to, you know, jump shooting. Um, yes, to be able to get up there and impact that is is ridiculous. And one other thing you got to note here, if you were able to, you know, snap, watch any bit of this game, um, the Bucks were all up in their grill, all up in their shirt, jersey, the whole game, man. Like, it, it was it was good wow. defense from them. It's probably some of the best defense against the Nets we've seen all season. Um, mm-hmm. Can you do that on a night-in, night-in basis? I don't know. That's something that, that's going to be difficult. Um, but main thing, main takeaway I had here, um, and it's, it's pretty much right on par with what you said, the Nets don't have an answer for Giannis. They don't. Um, like he literally, he was getting anything he wanted, whatever they were giving him. They were even trying to give him three point, you know, jump shots. They would step back. They literally gave him space for days. He just sat there, yock him, you know, just, just, just knocking them things down. Knocking in shots left and right. You, you can't miss. Sometimes yeah. those guys have those days where they Sometimes. legit cannot miss. He ain't going to do that every night now. Like you said, he ain't going to do that every night. No, he's not doing that every night. No. He was hit. He was hitting them then. He was just getting what he wants, bro. Like, he was putting the move. DeAndre Jordan, bro, you got to get him out the game. Like, <laughs> like uh, against – like, dude, whoever's idea – I mean, I guess whenever Nick Claxton gets back, maybe he can do a better job. But putting DeAndre Jordan on him, it's not the move. I it won't work. It won't work. Obviously, you can't put Kyrie. You can't put James Harden. You can't put um, DeAndre. You can't put Joe Harris. Really, the only person I say is Nick Claxton, or if you want to do Kevin Durant, you could do Kevin Durant. But the thing is, you got to factor this in. Do you really want your star player, your best player, going all out on defense and then kind of being tired on offense? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be able to – Giannis will make you work. That's right. Giannis will make you work. Because he's been hurt. Giannis is going to make him move around. The more he moves around, the more of a chance you got of an injury. So um, that's what I noticed, and that's what's giving me caution with them moving forward. I just don't know how they're going to be able I, – I know that from an, on a night-in basis that the Bucks are going to play defense. They'll be able to watch the perimeter. I don't see much of an interior, you know, really fear from the Nets. I'm not afraid of DeAndre Jordan. I'm not really afraid of Nick Claxton. not really afraid of Blake Griffin, if we're being honest here, um, on the interior. They can, they can watch the perimeter pretty well. Um, and I think the same thing goes for the 76ers, dude. I think that Embiid's going to have a field day as well if they face each other in the playoffs. Embiid, there's no match for Embiid. Um, no, there's no matchup for Embiid. I don't think – I really don't think there's a matchup for Embiid for anybody. Embiid, I, do, I don't see either one of those, bro. But I do believe the 76ers do have cold nights. And when those guys get cold, he really can't only do so much. Yeah. And then I think that's when a lot of teams take advantage of them. True. But uh, I, I don't – you're right. If they're all clicking, and if they're clicking more than not, it's going to be a hard team to beat. 
This this is going to be a really good Eastern Conference. It's going to be really tough. It's going to be really interesting to see how these guys fare out. Now, don't people be sleeping now? The Knicks, the Knicks, Hawks. Knicks, Hawks. Uh, yes, those the teams are been good. Going on a little run here recently. Hawks like have been going on a run. Yeah. Yes, they're right there in it. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, them teams better watch out. You can easily – you saw last year, you can easily get upset in the early rounds yep. if you don't take these teams seriously. So – um, man, uh, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. So I'm yeah. excited to see. Yeah. Um, and then I guess just to give a little update on the, the Lakers, you know, obviously Torres alluded to it, but you know, LeBron, um, you know, he's out, he's going to be out this week. I believe they met, they were talking, I was even watching sports center earlier today. They were talking about, you know, Wojner, Adrian Wojnarowski. He was bringing up the, the point that you, you might not see LeBron the rest of this regular season. He might sit out the rest of this regular season. It's a possibility. You believe that? I don't know. Um, from he he's saying that his ankle's pretty bad, messed up. He said that he's he's never going to be the same, is what he said. Now I don't know. Geez, dude, like I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like a high ankle sprain, it's nothing to play around with. But I, I figured he'd be better by now. But it seems to be well, like to say high ankle sprain takes up to six to eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, but. You have to remember with high ankle sprains, even when they so-called healed, it's not necessarily healed. That's an ongoing injury. And literally, I mean, I remember when I broke my ankle, the doctor said it's better that you broke it than to sprain it. Um, because in the long run, those sprains just basically built up arthritis and just start to hurt. And it just constantly keep going and constantly keep going. You break it, yes. Will you eventually get arthritis? Yes. But it won't be ongoing like that as a sprain. So. No telling the high, um, how, uh, I mean, what, how much pain he was from the original sprain when it happened. So how long was ago that? Was that what, three, four, five weeks ago? Four, five weeks ago, yeah. So it's it's yeah. on the early end of that timeline. It's on the early end of that time. Yeah, you got to remember, and stuff that they do, obviously, you know, you got to remember, he's a what? He's a pro athlete. What is LeBron James? Whoever he's going to get, going to make sure he's good. Exactly. Uh, but the body can only do so much. And uh, that, that ankle, I, I, I can assure you, is nothing to play with. It is nothing to play with. Because all it takes is one mean twist. Boom. You know, yeah. it goes from being out for weeks to being out for months. And the Lakers need him. especially and Plus, Anthony Davis, they need him, boy. And for the Lakers to go, they need Anthony Davis and LeBron. If any one of them is out. Yep. Right. No one, if if, if either one of them is out – you can kiss the playoff or the, the championship aspirations goodbye. You got to have both. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to have both of them. I agree. You have to have both of them. I, don't, I mean, I don't care how stacked the late. The Lakers do got some pieces here and there, but yeah. there's no chance that with no, there's no chance there. Now, Schroeder's out for about 10 to 14 days because of health and safety protocols. So, I don't know. It's been it's been it's been a wild ride. This has been a crazy uh, season so far. I mean, they've been they've been disappointing me every day. Just about. I mean, they're losing to the Raptors, you know, and all that. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah. surely they'll win that one. Nope. Wake up the next morning. Nope. Uh, and I I could have sworn the other night they were going to lose to Denver. I was like, I'm not even about to stay up for this. I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm probably going to wake up to a loss. No, they actually won. It was a pleasant surprise. Anthony Davis. Yep. Anthony Davis, Davis clutched that one out. I've seen that one. He clutched that one out at the end. So, so um, talking about, you know, since we were on the Nuggets, let's okay. talk about Jokic and uh, MVP. Now, we've already had the discussion already, but I'm not going to lie to you, man. The way Steph Curry has been playing, 
this man has already hit past 300 threes yeah. in less than 60 games. Dude, it, I don't think anybody understands. He's the only man in history <laughs> to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. He's having we a thought 2016 was something. Yeah. This is on another level, man. Yeah. And the only reason why people are skeptical about it is because – He's not. He's not. He's not a what? He's not even in the playoff running. But he's in the play-in games. Yeah. But see, this is this this is where things get. This is where things get interesting. We talk about okay. It was a unanimous decision to make the play playing games a lot. All right. It was a unanimous decision. Yeah. So if the owners were the guys to vote, let's get the playing games. Then the same people who were voted for MVP should also count that what Steph Curry is doing should be allowed to be a part of their vote and thinking, okay, he could be MVP. Not because of the playing games, but the fact that he is still keeping his team in contention yeah. to be in those playing games. They're literally like, what, a few games out from not being in the playing games and a few games in just to be enough to be an AC. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're on the edge of both. Uh-huh. And if he's not having these spectacular games every night, they are not in the playoffs yeah. at all, not even in the playing games. He is neat, and we talk about most valuable. Now, they're, they're at most, the eighth seed right now, actually. They are? They're at the eighth seed right now. The Warriors are. The really? Warriors. Really? Where? Whoa. They were, they must have, they must have, then a lot of teams must have lost in. For real. They are, man. So really? they did, they jumped past the Grizzlies. Wow, Golden State. So if this man can get these guys in the playoffs, whoo, boy. Let me tell you something, man. If he can get these boys in the playoffs, uh, MVP all day. MVP. It reminds me of the year of Russell Westbrook when Russell Westbrook had that triple double. And if he without him, he don't get. They were the six seed, but he won MVP. This is giving me that same vibe. You, I mean, I think Curry should win. You make a good point. You make a good point. Um, I, I think that I don't think they're gonna go with it this year, though. I think they're gonna go with Jokic. I really do. I think he's locked it up, bro. He's. You got it, dude. You're talking really good stuff about about Steph, but Jokic has had a really good year too, bro. He really has. And people thought that this Denver Nuggets team was going to slip a good bit without him. I mean, I, I know I just mentioned them losing to the Lakers, but I mean, in the same breath, they just beat the Clippers. So, I mean, he's still keeping this team going. He's still t- keeping this team afloat. He's actually putting up big numbers, bro. Like he's been he's been doing good this whole season. He's actually played every single game, Torres. He's played every single game so far this season. So wow. I know he's not the sexiest guy. You know, he's this he's this big, you know, blob of a guy that was <laughs> good at basketball. It's not it's not sexy, but we got to give this man his flowers, bro. He's 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 had a great year. Um, he's been right now, he's sitting around a triple double. He's got 26.3 points a game, 10.9 rebounds, eight and a half assists. And he, this team, they're doing good, and he's actually do, hanging in this without Jamal Murray even there. He's having to hold this thing down. And if you think that's not a big difference, just watch that team that played the other night. You know, it's sure they, they traded for Aaron Gordon. He really hasn't done that big of a – you know, he hasn't made that big of a change. The guy that's really stepped up beside Jokic is Michael Porter Jr. And, you know, that's still good help. But really, I mean, honestly, dude, this team, they've been able to win. He's played every game. He's putting up big numbers. I just don't think we can look past that. I, I, I got to give it to Jokic right now if I have to slide this one out. So, yes, you make a great case for Jokic. Jokic gives me those same vibes. Like, 
you remember when Tim Duncan won the MVP in 2003, I believe. Um, and I think some people were talking about Kobe winning. It was 2003, 2004, or the year was Steve Nash uh, won MVP. And people say, man, look at what Kobe doing. But Kobe was, what, the seventh seed for the Lakers, seventh, sixth seed? And uh, if Kobe was averaging, what, 36 points per game, 34, mm-hmm. something like that. He averaged over 30 points per game. And man was playing absolutely crazy out of his mind. He had like a seven-game stretch when he was – what scoring over 50 so yeah and curry is doing those same type things and and i know mvp isn't all about scoring but scoring is one of the biggest aspects when you're talking about a certain player curry is also doing you know his three-point percent then you got curry and the assistant but you 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 make a good case about Jokic. Jokic is a big man assisting rebounding scoring he's doing it all without jamal murray when a lot of people thought they would fall um, right now they're what two seed? They're the two seed. They're, they're, um, they're in the hardest conference, four, I think. They're the four seed at the moment. Let me four seed. Yeah, they're right behind the Clippers. Yeah. Oh, so the Clippers overtook them. Yeah. Yeah. Just by, three, by half of a game. Mm-hmm. Half a game. Okay, I'm about to say yeah. Clippers. I mean the Nuggets just. Oh, because the Nuggets lost to the Lakers. I'm about to say because yeah. the Nuggets just had the lead over the Clippers. I remember that. Yeah. So, um, but yes. I mean, look at that. You're right there in the mix. So, I mean, you make a good point. You make a good point, but it's hard for me to not give it to Curry. Curry's having a year that we have never seen before. And uh-huh. uh, and, and like Steve Kerr said, he's doing something that, you know, when you, when you watch LeBron, when you watch Giannis, you watch Durant, you watch Michael Jordan, you watch Magic Bird, we watch those boys, you knew what they were going to bring. Mm-hmm. You knew, okay, you, you know, if you had to make a bet, they're gonna score for 20, 20 points. Yes, that's all that's an automatic guarantee. Those yeah. guys, you know, they gonna you know they're gonna come to play. Yeah. But different when you know those guys are gonna come to play and they add something on top of that. That is what Curry is doing, like Steve Kerr said. Curry is not only coming to play, we know what he brings to the table, but he's adding something even better. He's adding something even better on top of that. When they start doing that, that's just a beyond special. And when you see that beyond special type things, it's hard for me to not. I mean, and if I can make this case, I'm not going to lie. Now, you see how I'm making this case for Curry, but if anybody been looking, I know he can't be in the uh, playoff contention because he's not even close. Like, the Wizards are nowhere close. But Russell Westbrook, bro. We got to talk about him. We got to talk about him. This man just had a 24 assist game. 21-24 and 11. That's this man is, is dropping triple doubles like he's going to Burger King and picking up a sandwich. Like, it is that easy. This man is dropping. Now Now the numbers are just skyrocketing. Like, oh my goodness. His triple double numbers are crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, you got some play like this. If Westbrook was in the playoffs, if was, Westbrook would be MVP if he can at least have his team in the playoffs. They were winning. Yeah. But since he's not, unlike Curry, who has his team right there, then that's a different story. I get you. So, you know, I I, I just want to I, – I just I just think, you know, we got to give more respect to the Warriors, man. More respect to what Steph Curry is doing for the team. One of the best center, if not the best center in basketball, but – Curry, like a lot of – I've been seeing people talk about Curry. They say he could be the second greatest point guard ever. I mean, I don't know if I can give – I don't know if I can. Speaking of that, I'll, th- I'll throw this in here too because did you hear – Scott- 
Did you hear Scott Brooks' comments after the? What did he say? He said that he said I used to always say he's going to probably go down as the third best point guard ever. Talking about Russ, but I think he's passed one and he's going to go down as probably the second best. One is obviously Magic Johnson. What he does, there's no point guard that has ever done it. Nobody. That's what Scott Brooks said. Just reading off his quotes, he's saying that he Russ said Westbrook. Second best ever. Westbrook. Westbrook. I can't. I can't give it. But uh, well, uh, that's man. why I thought it was funny that you brought that up because I was about to say man. Scott Brooks. He said that they literally just came out of his mouth the other day. Yeah. Wow. Man, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about Curry being the second best ever. Uh-huh. But, you know, who? I mean, if you can make a case for him, but, man, you got Magic. I mean, what? You got Oscar Robinson? Mm-hmm. I mean, bro, you got some all-time. I mean, if I see him think about more of the point guard position, Give me some. I mean, I, I see Mash. Who else? Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Give, give me some more if you can think of some. Uh, Gary Payton. Like, isn't that? Payton I mean, mid. I'm not saying it's not a, uh, a mostly shoe guard that was sometimes played a point guard. John Stockton. Yeah, like like this. Like I was supposed to a point guard. He's shoe guard. Okay, John Stockton. I go another one. I go John Stockton. But could you really pay John Stockton above Curry? Westbrook, I mean, depending on what you're looking at. The assist. Um, and I, I mean, yes, he's the assist king. He got the most assists yeah. all time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I think about that point guard position. We should try to do that one day, a list of the point guards. Because you look at the point guards, uh, I, have to, I have to really think, man. I have to really think. I'm trying to think really hard right now, but it's hard. To, uh, I mean, you got Jerry West. Um, Jerry West, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know many that you can really put. Mm-hmm. Could you really put up some of these guys above Westbrook? Could you really put some of these guys above? I mean, Curry gonna revolutionize the game. That's why he's number two to me. That's what. Yeah, don't change that's... the way the people play basketball. Yeah, you know, not let alone being the player he is. He don't change the way people that uh, just play basketball. And heck, if now they consider James Harden a point guard, you know, is it, where is he on that list? You know, I don't really consider him a point guard. He just played position. No. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this. I'm looking at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook right now for the MVP winner this year. They got the odds out. Nikola Jokic is at minus 2,000. He's he's number one right now. The next highest is Joel Embiid at plus 800. And then you got Giannis and Steph tied for third at plus 2,500. Really? So the odds aren't in first favor at the moment. Wow. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. So um I, I, I know I ended up sending Ooh, Curry. Man. Yeah, Curry, you gotta get I'll tell you what they if the Lakers drop far enough, I, and Curry overtake the Lakers position, then <laughs> it's gonna be probably a rough day. Oh man, could be. It could be. Could be a rough day. Well, well um, that would be a rough day. Yeah. Did you want to talk about that post I sent you uh, yesterday the, about the potential Aaron Rodgers trades? Yes. Let's let's, let's get on Aaron Rodgers. I'm already tired of his mess. Rodgers, bro, look, you have turned into 
no longer a like, you know, at first you, you have point competitive. Now you're just competitive. That's what I call it. You're competitive. You're yeah. petty right now. You're, you're asking for receivers to be let go of. You're asking for general managers to be let go of. You want this. You want that. If this is not the definition of a diva, really? then can somebody please explain to me what is? Because this man sat here and complained and whined and cried. And yes, the female dog his way all oh, around this entire organization and just sat here and constantly just, dude, you, you're one of the highest paid players in the league. You're one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. You have one of the greatest receivers in the league right now, Devontae Adams. You got one of the best running backs out of Aaron Jones. You, your offensive line is top two to none. It was top seven this past season. Your defense is not that bad. You was one player away. You literally were five yards away from going to the Super Bowl. And you sit here and you complain, trying to blame. You have switched head coaches here and there. You switch offensive coordinators here and there. What more do you need to do? For real. What more do you need to have? What do you need, Rodgers? Tell me. You won a Super Bowl. Guys didn't even come close to winning. No. Look. Oh, boy. Do you not know? You got guys like Matthew Stafford, who's an incredible quarterback. You got guys like Matt, Matt Ryan has had his opportunities. Mm-hmm. But those guys haven't won Super Bowls. Those guys have weapons. I don't see Matt Ryan complaining. Out of all the years Matthew Stafford been in Detroit, I've never seen him complain. But you have this stuff, and you complain constantly. Yeah. Constantly. How can you do this? Like, man, and then now you're contemplating retirement. Now you want to quit because things don't go your way. Mm-hmm. If, this not, if, this, if this is not the definition of being a whiny baby, then, oh, man, yeah. please explain to me. I, you don't see this out of Brady. You don't. You didn't see this even out of Eli Manning. You didn't see this out of Peyton. You, you surely didn't see this out of Drew Brees. No. Drew Brees had to deal with crap every year. Bad call, bad this and everything. How many times did you see Drew Brees complain? Drew Brees didn't complain. Oh, yeah. So, man, you're one of the most talented quarterbacks this game has ever seen, and all you do is complain. Yeah. I mean, where he gonna go? Tell me, where he gonna go? That's gonna have a better situation than he's now. We're gonna we're gonna go through some trade scenarios. I was gonna say today, um, I know some news came out that he was like actually openly mocking the GM of the Packers, calling him, referring to him as Jerry Krause, like like how Jordan had to deal with. Yeah, that's so he's been openly mocking. So I think that's (laughs) the root of the issue. He obviously doesn't have a good relationship with the front office. It looks like so something's gonna need to happen there, but. Last night I sent Torres, ESPN did some, um, NFL and ESPN, they did some some trade scenarios, one of them involving Torres' team. So I thought it would be interesting to shoot him his way, see what he said. So let, let's just walk through a couple of these. So the name to watch here um, is the Denver Broncos. Everybody's talking about the Denver Broncos. They're like the, the big team to watch here. Obviously, they've been talking about it since draft, you know, night and everything. Um, they were, they've been, you know, mentioned in the mix that whole time. Tyler. Can I also ask a question? Go ahead. Can you tell me what receivers Denver have? Who who do they have? They got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, what's it? Tim Patrick. He's okay. Um, Noah Fant. He's going to be a decent tight end, I think. So I mean, he has some weapons to play with, but no, nobody obviously on Devontae Adams' level. I get where you're going okay. with it. Yeah, I get I where you're going. Want, with I just wanted to know because I, I'm trying to see what he's complaining about. 
right? Go ahead. I got <laughs> you. So, I mean, like, I get where you're going, though, because I'm this is coming from a Devontae Adams fantasy owner, bro. I keep I was planning on keeping him this year. If Rodgers ain't there, I don't know what I'm going to do, bro, because I Rodgers, him and Rodgers have a great connection. So, great connection. Yeah. I don't think he's going to find another guy like him, um, at least, you know, in Denver. But first team to watch Denver Broncos. So, let's look at this trade they set out here. So, they said, in this deal, the Broncos would get Aaron Rodgers and Eric Stokes, the first-round pick this past year. The Packers, on the other hand, would get Patrick Satan, Tim Patrick, Drew Locke, and um, two first-round picks. So, overall here, it looks like you're just flip-flopping first-round picks from this past year. They're adding two first-round picks. They're getting Drew Locke and Tim Patrick. What, what would you think about that trade? Uh I don't know, man. That, I, I really don't even like that trade like that much. Yeah. If I'm in the Packers, because um, you have a team. I mean, like I just said, you have a good team. The team is not bad. You played a tough Tampa Bay team. Uh, yeah, I remember Tampa Bay beat them, blew them out early in the season. They came back, kept the game close. Um, a few bad turnovers here and there really cost them. But the Packers are literally right there to be in one – it's still they're still one of the top teams in the league. So the fact that, uh, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is one of those big pieces, but letting him go and throwing in a Drew Locke, uh, that's uh, nice. costly. Now, more than likely, Drew Locke wouldn't play instantly. I believe Jordan Love would. That shows the connection of what Jordan Love have, you know, to the offensive coordinator. You know, how has he been transitioning into that position? Has Rodgers been the starter? Yeah. You get those type of questions, but besides that, no, I do not see it working. Nope. No. Uh, it would be a good gift for the Broncos. They've been yeah, Broncos favorite. They've been they've been known to do this kind of thing too. I remember what they did with they they went all in for for Peyton Manning, you know, to try to get into yeah. him. So I wouldn't be shocked if they did the same thing here with Aaron Rodgers. The next team they have mentioned is the Washington Football Team. Um, this one they have Aaron Rodgers obviously going to the. Uh, Washington football team and the Packers getting Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt I- Ioannidis, a defensive tackle, two first round picks and two second round picks. I th- I don't I'm not a big fan of this one at all. I think you I'm not a big fan of this than you do from Washington here. What about you? No, because with Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, he I don't think I mean another team he never played for. But then again, I don't see I don't see that. I really don't see that really working too well. The Washington football team with Rodgers. Because mm-hmm. what what really what really hurt Washington football team was their offense, you know. Uh, who are they receivers? I really don't know their receivers that that well. I don't think they really got. Football team, they got Terry McLaurin. Um, they picked up Curtis Samuel. Um, it's it's kind of a hot – it's not, obviously it's another team, like you said, that that's not going to have – um, you know, the I think you're receiving core in Green Bay is just as good as oh, you yeah. know, most you know, most of these teams he's potentially thinking about going to. For real. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Rogers, he's a baby, yeah. So, this next one, it's going to have your team involved, all right? So, oh, yeah, this one's interesting. Got. This one's interesting, bro. So, Packers get or, or okay, so this one's a, it's a three team deal between the Dolphins, the Packers, and the Steelers, all right? So, the Packers would get two first-round picks, or actually three first-round picks, one um, that's from San Francisco that um, that Miami, you know, acquired. 
Um, they get one first-round pick, the better of Miami or San Francisco's, whichever one they want, another first-round pick from the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022, and a fifth-round pick from Miami. So they get a bunch of draft picks. The Steelers would get Tua Tagovailoa, and the Dolphins would get Aaron Rodgers and a fourth-round pick. What do you say here, Torres? Would you accept Tua? Would Finney accept Tua to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Heck yes. If there's anybody I would like to have as a backup quarterback behind Big Ben in the near future, I'm not going to lie. I do believe this could be Big Ben last year, if not next year, the def- definite. We've been saying that for a while, too, haven't we? Yeah, we've been saying that every year. I ain't going to lie to you. This going to be Big Ben last year. He finds a way to keep coming back. Uh-huh. But um, whenever that time comes, having Tua step right in, boy, as a Steelers fan, you know, heck, with Najee Harris, Juju, um, uh, what's the boy? I can't think of his name. Uh, Claypool. Clayton Claypool. Uh, man, well, look, James Washington. Like, we already got a good receiving core. Yeah. We already got a good team. The defense is already there. I can go in their names all day. Oh, so, yeah. having a young quarterback come in right after Big Ben, that's already I, – I would no longer worry because that means no more Mason Rudolph, no more Josh Dodds. Praise yeah. the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> for real. So I will be confident if Big Ben wasn't able to continue. Then I have Tua right there. And with the, the, pet, the uh, pedigree of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would surely be fine and tuned up big time on the Mike Tomlin. But um, in Green Bay's effort, uh, they just get – they're basically be rebuilding. That's, yeah. that, I just yeah. wouldn't like that for Green Bay, though. They would be rebuilding with a good team. Yeah, they have a good team. They have a good team, but they, but you obviously we know the quarterback is at the helm of the, is one of the top. It is the most important yeah. position on the football team. So with no good quarterback at the helm, and now we, it's, it's hard to say because we don't know what Jordan Love is. We don't. We don't. Yeah, yeah. You, they did, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't believe they spent the first round draft pick on him for no reason. Yeah, I will. I, I do think they we like will see Jordan Love this year. Yeah, they like something about him. So, but besides that, man, and then the Dolphins, bro, I mean. That'd be a good pick for them, Aaron It'd be a good pick for the Dolphins. That wouldn't be bad. Aaron Rodgers in Miami. A Miami versus Miami Super Bowl. Could that ever be? Yeah, you know? all right, well, yeah. Tampa Bay, take the back. Yeah, Miami Bay. Keeping it in the yeah. state. Yeah. Keeping it in the state. Could be. That'd be cool. You know? But, yeah. um. You never know, man. I mean, you got to remember, look, New England's getting better. <laughs> the Jets, they're getting better. And then uh, the Bills, who won that division, yes. they're one of the top two in the yes. AFC. So, uh, it's a lot of division. It's getting to be pretty competitive. If he was to go there, it would be. So, Yeah. All right, last one here. New York Giants. New York Giants get Aaron Rodgers. The Packers get Darius Slayton and three first-round picks. They got one – or two of them are from the Giants. One of them is uh, from Chicago when they traded back this year to let them get uh, Justin Fields. Another rebuild type thing for the Packers. I ain't going to lie to you. Any team – any team besides, obviously, the teams with Tampa or uh, Kansas City – or, or Buffalo Bills, you know, those teams that go have their quarterback for the long run. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder, like, with these teams with these up-and-coming quarterbacks that are starting to put their faith in, will they just throw it all away to get Aaron Rodgers? I mean, because we saw it with Denver. Tebow just won them a playoff game. Yeah. You know, and they literally said, all right, Tebow, pack up. We get Peyton Manning, you know. 
was it? I mean, you, you think about it. Was it worth it? Yeah, technically, yeah. I'm getting Peyton Manning uh-huh. over Tim Tebow, but Tebow had worked so hard and he won games for you. Yeah. If if I'm let's say I'm the Eagles, would I take Aaron Rodgers over Jalen Hurts? Heck yeah. Yeah, if I'm if I'm the John, would I take Daniel Jones? I mean, would I take Roger Daniel Jones? Yeah, Heck okay. yeah. All day. <laughs> I mean, All day, so you know, you, you have to ask yourself these type of questions. You know, mm-hmm. am I willing? To, if I'm willing to throw away my future to try to win now in the span of three to four years, because I think that's all Rogers got three, four years. Like Manny, Manny had four good years with Denver, and it was all she wrote. So, hey. You, that's the question you ask yourself. True. Are you willing to throw it away for just four good years? Hopefully you win those Super Bowls in those years. True. But if you don't, I mean, I look at Tampa. Tampa is going all in. Everything they're doing right now is an all-in thing. Yep. They're hoping to get at least two, two Super Bowls. They already got one. They, I know that they're already satisfied. They're satisfied with the one. Uh-huh. They can get two or three Super Bowls out of Brady before he leaves. Tampa Bay don't care if they take for the next 10, 12 years. Really? They don't care. Because yeah. they, they, they did with their job. That was their yeah. goal, was the, the steel championship. Yeah. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We'll see. We'll Left see what team is willing to bite. For real. I, it's it's going to be fun to watch just to see what ends up happening. You know, does he stay? Does he go? If so, where does he go? So, um, it, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be dramatic just knowing him. So, um, it'll be fun to keep an eye on. Um, but hey, anything else you wanted to cover here before we end it? No, brother, I'm excited, man. Um, as y'all know, as I've already said it multiple times, baby. Next uh-huh. week, May 15th, we got a whole bunch of guys fighting here at Agogi, and um, um, I'm coming out. Like I said, the partial return. I'm coming out and have a show. I'm gonna show y'all something y'all haven't seen, and uh, I'm excited. And I'm excited for a lot of my teammates, as you know, former guests on the show. Greg, Greg he's defending yeah. his title. Um, uh, gets Nick Martino on the uh, on the May fifteenth card, so that's going to be exciting. And man, we got a lot of guys fighting, and so and also the big time UFC card. Also, um, did you see uh, uh, uh Yari Perzakas versus uh Dominic Reyes? Yes, I ended up watching. Yes, yes. So that's spinning back elbow. Oh, it was dirty. It was dirty. God. Then, yes, you got Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. That fight got postponed. Mm. Um, and as I was saying, Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler, that's going to be a phenomenal card. You have to do a show. Um, I'm excited to see. Um, we're going to get uh, Jordan Hopefully. and Blake over here to talk about that. Yeah. We look like we already might have some. Uh, and then we, we might throw in a little lightweight. Um, where do we see the division going? Uh-huh. I mean, it's a stacked division. Charles Oliveira and Chandler, that's a big-time fight. Yeah. What are they going to do with Justin Gaethje, McGregor and Poirier? What happens next? I've been – I mean, there have been some reports. It's like, if McGregor loses to Poirier this time, do you think McGregor must retire? That's a big-time possibility. Because to me, yeah. to me, like – and then the thought also thought about this. Even if McGregor beats Poirier, Poirier should fight again at all until all of this stuff basically – Clears up and he should just contend for the title. Yeah. I don't think he win or lose. I believe he still should get a title shot for just real. because of his pedigree. Six fight win streak. I mean, some of the toughest guys in the division. So yeah, it, it's, it's gonna be good. That that entire division has a whole bunch of different type of fight opportunities. I'm excited and uh, 
it's gonna be some good good fights coming up. So I'm excited. He's telling me, yeah, we're about to definitely get hopefully get the boys on the show. It's gonna I'm I'm looking forward to that that um that the the main card that night, the main fight. Yeah. Olivera Chandler, that should be interesting. Um it's gonna be fun doing some homework on that one and seeing how that was yeah. going, dude. Um, I can already see the, you know, um, people going one way or the other. You already know it. <laughs> I have an idea, you know, I have an idea about who's gonna go where, but um, you know where I'm probably gonna go on that one. Um, yeah. So we'll have to, we'll have to see. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it for the, for that show. But and I am a little sad. I'm a little what? sad. That, uh, yeah. We, this weekend we're supposed to have gotten. Um, Yoel Romero versus Anthony Johnson. Oh, my gosh. That would have been a phenomenal fight, and I would have been excited to watch. But, you know, Yoel Romero could pass a, a certain health test, so he's out. But hopefully they get that fight rebooked uh, one day. That's a big-time fight. Yeah. And uh, we'll also have to talk about uh, Logan Paul oh. versus Floyd Mayweather. And now to. on the undercard, <laughs> Chad Ochocinco. Lord have mercy. Uh, oh, let's listen to on that note oh my god <laughs> all right all right well that's going to do it y'all thank you so much for uh listening in y'all continue to show that support you can continue to listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts really uh give us a follow over on twitter at the tnt podcast and over on instagram at tt underscore podcast we appreciate all the likes the follows the subscriptions the reviews likes retweets all that good stuff shares continue to show it guys continue to, to rock out on that end um and of course you know we always appreciate you guys listening in you know giving us those shout outs and everything so um but until next time see you later see you